You're listening to Remedial Juggernomics, an exhaustive track-by-track analysis of the musical careers of the insane clown posse. Because you're not sure if you're down to clown, and at this point in your life, you're too afraid to ask what that even means. Hi everyone, I am your host, Gossett. Welcome to episode 2 of Remedial Juggernomics. I hope you have enjoyed episode 1 or at least that you've given it a listen and it was enough to, to keep you carrying on to this one. Glad you're here. We've, uh, we're going to have a good episode this time. Things are on an upswing, and I'm actually pretty excited, especially from how they were in the last episode. I'd like to reiterate I'm not doing this out of, like, I'm not hate listening to these songs. I'm trying to give them a fair shake. But also, last episode, we went over three tracks and I wasn't necessarily pleased too much by them all. But one thing I figured I should do so that I can keep things organized, because as the more of these I do, I kind of want to have a working knowledge of everything I've done so far. So I've decided I'm going to rank these based on if I think they are good or bad or in the middle, whatever. They're being compared to each other. So I went ahead and I've done that with the episode one entries. So for a refresher, we had the intro track, which was just like a spoken word kind of spooky thing. Uh, Carnival of Carnage, which is more of a experimental soundscape, and it's not very good. And then finally, the actual song out of those three, The Juggler, which is very basic, and it's about a, a, a juggler who kills people a lot. Like, a lot. A lot. It's also basically where the term juggalo comes from, but that's more of an interesting footnote. So, I give them a thought. I had to listen back over them again. So... At the top right now, we actually have the intro, because even though it's not a song, it seems to be pretty solid at what it's trying to do, just getting you to settle in and get ready for the thing. In the middle, we have the juggler. Again, it is a song, but it's very basic, and it kind of annoyed me after a while. And in Patty, last is the soundscape of Carnival of Carnage. Those five seconds I gave you last episode, that's all you need for the rest of your life. Don't ever let anyone tell you it's worth your time. All right, but what I had to listen to this time and what we're going to talk about is the track First Day Out. And uh, it's already brighter days are on the on the horizon. I had a much better time with this song than I did with the Juggler, And I am kind of pleased that we get to talk about it today. So before we get super far into it, I want to go ahead and uh, tell you what it's about. First Day Out involves uh, Violent J. It's told from his perspective. Apparently, he just spent six months in county jail, and he's just getting out. So I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's prison. It's it's hard men doing hard things, and it's about crime, and it's very gritty. But let me... I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. This is a song about love. This is a song about many kinds of love, and it's very tender in what it's trying to do. So, uh, set the scene... The verses have not necessarily improved, but I'm a little bit more used to them at this point, and I think the beat helps it a little bit better. Uh, Here's the first little bit of the verse. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Well, they let the gate up, so I bail. It's been six months. Pick me up from the county jail. With a smart mouth, I paid my dues. Steel toilets, worn blankets, and rubber shoes. But I ain't nagging. Here come the fellas. I can hear the muffler dragging. Ain't been in the car long, and the Fago is almost gone. My nuts are kinda hard, so I need a mate. So my homeboy's cousin set me up with a blind date. 
there you go. We've set up our premise. And the premise is, uh, I'm trying really hard, again, to not be explicit with this, but the premise is, Violent J, is, he <laughs> he needs a, a mate, I guess, which is a very demeaning way of referring to that. But eh, it's fine. So his homeboy's cousin sets him up on a blind date. No, not his homeboy. His homeboy's cousin. So it's a, it a thing removed to getting this set up. Which is going to indicate something that I found, which is that this song has painted Violent J as something of a, of a local hero. A folk legend, as it were. A man among men. All the, all the ladies want him and all the men want to be him. Or, you know, however the, the saying goes. This comes up a lot. Like, people are just going out of their way help this man. The the girl that he ends up on a date with, he ends up having her pay for his dinner, which includes him ordering vintage wine from 1952, which is very zhuzhi, showing that Violent J is a man of culture and taste. On top of that, the girl's father gives him $50 and lets him use his car. This is addressed in the verse... Your dad's really cool, sweetheart. I mean him letting me use his car. And he slipped me a 50. Quote, Violent J's kinda nifty. Now, I don't know how many rap songs you all have listened to, but all the ones I've listened to, I've never heard the phrase kinda nifty. And that is adorable. And I wish that more rap songs would use nifty as an end rhyme. Anyway, Violent J, very popular and all that. Here's the thing. Violent J is not the one singing all of this song. Shaggy 2 Dope shows up and uh, ends up catching all of the third verse and also does some screaming at the beginning, which his style of screaming is very entertaining to me. I'll give you a little bit of a little bit of a taste here. I'm sure it'll get annoying very quickly, but for right now, I still like it. But he also ends up coming in on the third verse, where he is uh, has switched to Mac mode, because unfortunately, uh, to quote again, now the juggle is known to smack hoes. Eh. But I need the shot too, so I switch to the Mac mode. That's not cool. Don't, don't smack anybody, actually. That's just PSA. Don't smack people. There's no need for that in this day and age. Like, we should always be in Mac mode. But, like, a platonic Mac mode? Unless you have, like, a consenting partner who is cool with non-platonic Mac moding. Yeah, so Shaggy Tudo ends up singing this, but he's singing it from the perspective of Violent J, which is weird, right? Like, they didn't create a fictional third person that they're representing. One of the guys in the song is the guy singing the song, and then the other guy singing the song is just pretending to be that guy? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'm just a simple guy, and I can't put that suspension of disbelief up. Uh, Shaggy Tudope does have some interesting uh, verses and offers here. So, again, I'm going to try and avoid some salty language here. Come on, Nympho, let me hit that. Tell you what, let me stick it. Oh, that's not great. And I got a leftover piece of chicken for you, ho, you little sewer skank. So he's bribing, he's offering chicken, like leftover chicken, which is a bold, like, negotiation tactic. I don't know if that's ever worked. 
except for this song, because in this song it totally, absolutely works. To quote again, A little smooth talking, she was on her back, and I'm finally sticking. Dump ya, and I'm keeping my chicken. Which, that makes me not like them as much, because they, they went back on their offer of leftover chicken, and look, I love me some fried chicken. I don't know if I would do some of the things asked of in this song for fried chicken, but I do a decent amount for fried chicken. Like, I'll help someone move for fried chicken. And then they just renege on it and they take it. That's not cool. I don't like it. Overall, though, this song, just in terms of how it's constructed and all that stuff, hit me a lot better than it did The Juggler. So, this may be a bit of a uh, of a predetermined thing, but let's go ahead and rank it. Guess what? Taking the top spot, this tale of getting out of prison, finding love, making them pay for everything, and then not even giving them fried chicken, the song First Day Out, tops our list. That's right. It's a magic, it's a magic sound. It's an amazing sound. So there it is. It's placed. We have uh, four tracks now ranked, and that's going to be pretty much it for this episode. Now, our next episode, we are going to be moving on to a track that's probably going to hit a little close to home. It's maybe going to get a little bit regional, so maybe I can speak a little bit more to it, but that's going to be the song Redneck Ho. And uh, Ho is spelled H-O-E, so it could actually be about the farming tool. 100%, it will not be about that. Or maybe there's some clever wordplay, and I'm underselling things. Who could say? So, we're going to get you on the next one. Enjoy that. Hopefully, it's going to keep going all the, all the way to the moon, baby. That's that's where the Juggalos live, on the moon. The, dark, the blue side of the moon, though, where there's oxygen. And where Phoenix died the first time. If you would like to get in contact with me, or you want to know more about, you know, my experience, or any other things I'm involved in, you can find me on Twitter at It's Gossip Yo. You can also listen to me on the podcast Unfollow the Revolution, which can be found at unfollowtherevolution.com or on Twitter at unfollowtherevo. Uh, there's some good stuff on there. It's improv comedy set a thousand years in the future. Pretty good time. Anyway, you can find me on those. I will try and maybe set up a remedial juggonomics Instagram or Tumblr if people still use that now that you can't do lewd stuff on there. I don't know. I'll give it a try. We'll see you next time. Again, I still don't have a Juggalo-themed thing. If you if you come back, I'll give you fried chicken. Wink. 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 I actually will. If you find me, I'll give you fried chicken. All right, bye.